Welcome to the Addiction Solution Podcast. I'm Michelle Dunbar. Mark Sheeran and I will be talking today about how people leave the recovery society, AA and all that great stuff, and, uh, and finally break free from that whole recovery trap. We, along with our colleague, Stephen Slate, wrote the Freedom Model for Addictions, Escape the Treatment and Recovery Trap, and the Freedom Model for the Family. The Freedom Model offers a completely different approach to addiction, and we offer a real solution. There are two ways to learn the Freedom Model in private one-on-one classes. The first way is at our beautiful private St. Jude Retreat, or you can learn from us one-on-one at home with our Freedom Model Private Instruction Program, which we do via video conference. You can get information about these options at thefreedommodel.org and soberforever.net. Um, I, we've had about, what, four years. The Freedom Model was released in 2017, November, so we're coming up on four years since we released it. And we have a number of people now that we've worked with directly who were in AA and or NA for long periods of time found the freedom model because they were wholly dissatisfied. Some of them were were abstinent for a long period of time. Some of them were in and out. They'd put long periods of abstinence together and then have some problems binging. Um, And when they found the freedom model, it was everything they ever thought, right? So they got very excited and then once again found themselves struggling. And we're going to talk about that because now that we've had some opportunities to work with a number of people, uh, there seems to be a common theme to these struggles and, um, and we're getting a lot better at helping people work through them. Yeah. So I just did a video on social media talking about the fact that uh, the 12 steps and the freedom model are not compatible models. Now the question is, people say, well, of course it's not, but but then, mm. but we have a whole crowd of people that get introduced to the freedom model, and then they say, "Well, there's parts of AA that I still like, right. right?" Now, now I make a distinction in my video, and I'll make it here again: that uh, if you're in AA or NA or some twelve-step group for the social aspect, because you're lonely, I get that, and I do, or or you just like the people or whatever that might be, and you like the fellowship of that style, right? I, I get that. That's not what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about is are the people that think that there's uh, you take a little bit of this recovery society stuff and then you take a little bit of the freedom model and you mix the two into some sort of recovery esque thing, hmm. and that is is an impossibility. You're not going to solve your addiction issue doing that. And here's why: because the two models are completely 100% unequivocally the opposite of one another. They don't the premise of each model is the opposite. There's <laughs> right. there's not even there's not even a remotely close aspect to what the the systems are. Um, and I am going to go into that in a minute. Do you have, do you have any comments before I go into no, that? No, cuz I uh, that's yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so the the idea that um, the freedom model, well, this is what I wrote in the video, or not wrote, but talked about in the video. So I said, you know, Bill Wilson says, you know, self-knowledge availed us nothing. That self-knowledge is not the answer. And and so in AA, they, they openly admit that they are marginalizing your mind. They're saying that you can't think for yourself. Right. Self-knowledge is not the answer, right? Now, 
The freedom model is literally 100% the opposite that self-knowledge is the answer, that it's an inside job, that you as an individual, an autonomous creature are your own answer. Now, now you can't, you can't believe that self-knowledge isn't the answer and that there is a nebulous force called addiction that you are battling and also believe that self-knowledge is the answer, right? You can't, you can't mix the two when, when the other side has already made it, they, they put a stake in the ground and said, no, you as an individual do not matter. Your best thinking got you here. Right. So you have to, you have to adhere to groupthink, to an external means of change. So, so try, try to picture this. AA says it's the meetings. Meeting makers make it, right? Right. You need a sponsor to tell you what to do. That's external to you. Who, by the way, can't trust his or her own thinking. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. This is, <laughs> well, this is the whole pyramid idea. You know, it goes one to the next, to the next, to the next. And really, it's just a, a cult designed to bring people in. So, so you know, the meeting is external to you. Your sponsor is external to you. Your therapist is external to you. And all of these these ideas is is supposed to, all these entities and processes are supposed to somehow change you. That's why people say AA works. It, it works on you right? Supposedly. And, and so the terminology is all geared towards you not thinking and taking on the identity of groupthink. That's what it's designed to do. It's not designed for you to think for yourself. Because if you think for yourself, you don't need them. There's no need for a meeting. There's no need for a sponsor. There's no need for a therapist. There's no need for oduels. There's no need for any of it. You know, you can just decide, I don't prefer this anymore. And so the freedom model really is how do you change your preference, your internal desire, your wants, your beliefs that drive the want. And so our model is completely predicated on truth. And that is that you change you and you always have. And you're the only one that can. Right. Like the the only way people change is by changing their mind. And nobody can go into your mind and change it for you. And that's that's the issue here. So can we go back now and let's talk about the people that if you if you maybe this is the first time you've listened to the addiction solution podcast okay and and uh you know and you're thinking wow somebody turned you on to it you've been in and out of aa maybe you've been in na and you start hearing us say things like the solution is you everyone can moderate anyone can moderate which are true they're true statements if they want to if they want to um, you start hearing that I'm not sick, I'm not broken, there's no loss of control. You're hearing all of these things and they're all, you're, you, you know, you're like, yay, you know, finally somebody that's making sense. And then you run the experiments. Yeah, you start running the experiments. You start, you, but, but here's, here's the, the experiment danger is this. If you hold on to vestiges of the old model, Right, the one that is impregnated in your memory as being the solution for the last twenty years, even though it hasn't solved the damn thing, um, 
you're going to shift into that direction quite easily. And you're going to start using the same old supposed quote unquote tools that AA taught you. And you're going to forget about the fact that you're an autonomous, autonomous right person with the total capability to make different choices internally. And so you'll start to dabble with a meeting here and there or right. that, that one phone call back to your sponsor. And I'm not making light of this. This, uh, we, no, we, this is a very serious place to be. It is. And we all did it. We all, we all struggled. We didn't have the freedom model. So we, we struggled with being in that purgatory between freedom and bondage of AA and wallowing in it for a very long time, knowing that something was drastically wrong with what we were trying to do. It wasn't until we completely let go of the idea that addiction is a force to be reckoned with that it somehow is this nebulous thing that's out there, this disease that comes in and takes over and hijacks your brain. Now think about what I just said, that it hijacks it, a disease, comes in like cancer and hijacks your brain chemistry and makes you think things and makes you compelled to use, takes over your free will and makes it so you don't have it anymore and compels you to act in some way. When you start believing in that stuff, when even if it's passive in your in your ideas, you're not doing the freedom model, folks. That's not the freedom model. You have to let go of all of that. Not a little bit of it, all of it. You have to believe that you, your mind, is free. That you have the capacity to think. See, what happens is a lot of times when you're when you stay abstinent for a long period of time in, in the recovery world, you've still you haven't questioned your strong preference for intoxication you haven't challenged the benefits you see in heavy use of substances you you've been denying yourself doing what you wanted to do for a long time and maybe you've been blowing smoke up your own ass okay and you're thinking my life is so great it's so wonderful i'm so happy sober and you know the whole nonsense of my my worst day sober was better than my best day drunk well that's complete and utter bullshit if you've ever said it okay because it's not true because we all have had great experiences drunk or we wouldn't like it so much (laughs) right so 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 what happens is when you decide oh i want to go back to drinking you're not thinking i want to have one or two drinks you're probably thinking i want to get drunk like i used to that's right you know, because I never challenge it. So then when you go out and you have a couple drinks, then I'm putting quotes around that, um, and you're with friends and you tie one on and you get a little too drunk, maybe that happens once and you're like, oh, I got to be careful. I got to be careful. Maybe if you start, like, you start thinking. The AA stuff. Uh, maybe they were right. right. One drunk is going to lead to many. I'm somebody that can't drink like other people. And, and so then you allow that to creep in and then before you know it, you're back to drinking every night or, or every time you drink, you get totally hammered and you're remorseful and regretful about it. And it's because there's something about it you still really love. And because you've avoided the, the direct preference change that Michelle just talked about. You've, you've avoided analyzing whether the buzz 
actually takes your stress away, actually takes your trauma away, actually makes you a better dancer, actually makes you a better fighter or lover, actually does all of these Actually entertains you if you're just bored. Right, right. Actually makes you sleep better. I mean, there's, there's all these benefits we supposedly get from booze that when we look at it scientifically and with objectivity, we find that none of it's true. That, that, that alcohol as a bodily, uh, a thing that affects our bodily functions can't go into the, the metaphysical mind and change our moods and change the content of our thoughts and change our emotions and change our stress and change our trauma and memories. It can't do any of those things. But this is such a hard concept and this is, this is where the rubber meets the road for people. So, so I, I think it's important that, that a couple of things happen. One is First, know that you can't mix 12-step and recovery ideology with freedom because it is antithetical to freedom. It is bondage. It is, it is a cult that is designed to keep you in it and make it so you don't think. Yeah, and it and it's truly has very little to do with whether you drink or don't drink and has everything to do with, with building a cult. I mean, the whole purpose of the 12 steps is to build a cult. That's right. So in Freedom Model International seminars that we're going to be starting here uh, next Tuesday, we're going to talk about uh, how to dismantle, how to literally dismantle AA. And in order to do that, you have to know where it came from, why they did what they did, and where they went wrong. Now I'm reading the history of AA right now again. Over again. Yeah. I was going to say he did all of this in the 90s. Yeah. And... Um, and it's it's tiring for me in a, in a certain way because I've I I wanted to move as far away from AA as I could, but I feel a responsibility with my knowledge to bring it to the world and say, okay, we're going to dismantle this thing piece by piece, so that you can understand that a lot of the people in the early years of AA um, they had no idea what the hell was going on, what the, how they were being manipulated. But you had a couple of architects, Bill Wilson, Marty Mann, Bob Smith, these, these founders, these group founders. And they had ideas about how to indoctrinate people. And, and as Bill Wilson, I mean, he openly talked about pyramiding. You know, this was before the term pyramid scheme existed. And he actually coined it. <laughs> and talks about you know his his society the Bill W movement pyramiding, and and it's so interesting to read. But but people don't understand where all this came from. They just take it for granted. So we're going to spell it out for you. We're going to show you that what I'm saying is not nonsense. That that why these two models are incompatible and why the freedom model, in other words, your freedom, your desire, your internal autonomy is the correct way to move past an addiction effectively and with ease, with ease. It doesn't have to be torturous. It doesn't have to be unpleasant. Um, understanding that you are a free person to think and act and choose is wonderful. It's wonderful. It's wonderful to move past it and move on with your life. So um, so anyway, we're going we're gonna to go through that each week, well, every two weeks, and pick this thing apart so you understand uh, why I'm saying what I'm saying, and Michelle as well. So, so if you're someone, and I talked to somebody uh, at Messenger recently, if you're someone that 
that uh, you know found the freedom model in the last few years and and now you're, you're kind of got one foot in each world and you're struggling you might want to ask yourself why am i holding on um what what benefits am i getting from holding on to the whole recovery and addiction disease mythology um because maybe there's some some part of it there that is alluring you know certainly people have admitted to me you know, now I don't have an excuse. When I read the freedom model and I realize I'm in total control at all points in time, um, that that takes away this whole um, fantasy that I can just kind of be out of control for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And then that that whole idea, that benefit goes away. It does. It and, does. But but what it's replaced by is the understanding that I can move on. I you know here's the deal. I was talking to one of my <laughs> one of my students today, and I said one of the last nights I was drinking, I was just sitting there, and I I was drunk out of my mind, you know, just hammered. But I couldn't get drunk enough. Mm-hmm. I literally could not drink away the issues anymore. It didn't even work temporarily, and. And I came to grips with the fact that alcohol was not the salvation that I thought it was for, you know, I couldn't escape from myself. I couldn't, I couldn't stop ruminating. I could, you know, all this bad shit within my mind was still just rolling along quite as if I wasn't drunk. And that's when I realized, well, I think the drinking is done with because it's not working anymore. Now, when I looked in retrospect, I found that the fantasy that it was working was me all along. It was me mentally masturbating within my own mind. I was just told that it was AA or the drinking or some other external thing that was making me better or worse, but it was me all along. And when you're drinking, it's you. You're thinking the things you're thinking, you're behaving, and the volition is all you. There is nobody else in there making you do anything good or bad. So this this is a big revelation to people when they do the freedom model, and it's hard at first. It's hard, and it can be scary too. But once you get it and you realize, yeah, I've always been in control. I've been doing what I've wanted to do. Then it becomes easy to say, well, maybe I want to change that. Yeah. You know, maybe I want to change the things that once seem to work and now I know don't and I can move on from them. Yeah. I think the other thing I want to touch on in this podcast is making a direct preference change. Um, because we do get people where they say, you know, I really just still really like being drunk. It's a lot of fun. Um, I, I think there's a certain amount of that that I believe, but I think, you know, you can like chocolate cake and not eat a whole chocolate cake. You can like being drunk and not have to be drunk every day. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so so there's something else going on when when somebody drinks to the extreme that it's causing their lives harm. And I think that, that there's a word that describes that, and that is need. When a person starts to put drinking on the hierarchy of need... I need it to be happy. I need it for my trauma. I need it for my stress. I need it to get through my day. Yeah. When we start saying that, then, then you're delving into mythology that's deep and profound. And, uh, and, but yeah, so, so you have to let go of the need. You have to say, is it possible that drinking isn't necessary for me to be happy, stress-free, right? you know, or whatever it might be. 
yeah is there another way that i can that i can relax during the day is there another way that i can celebrate when i'm happy um you know i i know that a lot of people feel like they need it for um just to enhance a good time and you know it turned out after i stopped drinking i genuinely thought i needed it for that i said this in class today when i stopped drinking i remember thinking i can never drink again and oh my God, eventually I'm going to get married. And how am I going to have a wedding and not drink at it? Like I like I remember being worried about, worried about that right from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> you know, yeah. and Mark was in my wedding and yeah. we had a blast and we weren't drinking. God, we had a good time for 21 years not drinking. We did, I mean, we did. Yeah. So, so I had to show myself. That's why when people have developed the, the habit of drinking every day or doing whatever drug they do every single day, um, that's why I think there is some benefit to a period of abstinence so you can figure it out so you can see all right I don't need I don't need to be drunk to do this don't need to be high to do this and I don't need a meeting to get through a day and I don't need to go to meetings to not do those things that's right because ultimately I am in control of me and always have been yeah yeah so so Again, we're going to wrap it up with we're going to go back full circle uh, to the two models are incompatible. They are. Because the premise that you are a broken, diseased person that is being acted upon by third parties and different forces externally to you, both good and bad, and that the solution is external to you in the form of meetings and therapies and recovery protocols and recipes and support groups and support of any kind. Um, When you start delving into that, you're delving into um, a distraction. A distraction of what? The distraction of making a personal, internal preference change directly and saying whether the drug or alcohol is actually doing the things you think it's doing and then making a evaluation about that. Um, So the freedom model is all about the truth. And the truth is you have always been in control, always will be in control, and uh, but you need the right information. Absolutely. You're not powerless. You're incredibly powerful. You have a powerful mind that guides you and directs you, and that is you. That's right. And it's not a matter of weakness because there is no battle. There is no nebulous force external to you that's attacking you. So get rid of this idea that you're battling. You're not even battling yourself. You're deliberating. You're figuring out. You're problem solving internally. And that can be difficult sometimes and take some energy and effort. But a battle, it is not. You're simply making choices and always have been. Yes. So right today, right now, if you're somebody listening to this and this is you and we're talking about you. Uh, you're thinking in your mind, but I'm weak. You're not weak. It's not a matter of being weak or strong. You're you're thinking, um, but I but there's you know I have mental health issues and I'm just broken. You're not broken. You're human. Okay. You have habitual ways of relating to the substance that you love, and you need to figure out what you love about it. If it's really giving you the benefits you think it is, you need to really evaluate it like you would. It like anything that you do, right? And figure out, could I, and then allow for the possibility, maybe I can be happier not doing it. That's it. And then run that experiment. 
Just run the experiment. All right, we have to wrap it up because I have a class I have to get to. Um, so thank you so much for listening today. If you or someone you know is seeking help for a substance use problem or an other habitual behavior, or you want help breaking free and moving past recovery as well, you can reach us at 888-424-2626 or through our websites at thefreedommodel.org, leaveaddictionbehind.com and soberforever.net. Freedommodel.org is our hub. You can get a bunch of free resources and information there, including videos, these podcasts, our ebooks, and you can also get digital editions of our books, The Freedom Model for Addictions and The Freedom Model for the Family, um, for free. Just enter coupon code Freedom One Hundred at checkout. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and subscribe to the Freedom Model YouTube channel. We have three private Facebook groups for people to discuss their experiences, breaking free from addiction and recovery. They are the Freedom Model group, moving beyond addiction and recovery, and families moving beyond addiction and recovery. And there are some great leaving AA and deprogramming groups on Facebook as well. You can just search on those key terms um, on Facebook. From everyone here at the St. Jude Retreat and the Freedom Model, we wish you well. Until next time.